Hello and welcome to the Hill Country Business Podcast, where we connect business owners to create a stronger community. Each week, we share stories about real people doing real things in the Texas Hill Country. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode seven. I'm your host, Izzy, along with my co-host, Leanne Zuela, and we have the pleasure of speaking with Tyler Lucas, who is the Vice President of Lending at South Star Bank in Dripping Springs. Tyler has spent the last 10 years in the banking industry with most of his experience focusing on commercial lending. For him, the best part of his job is being his customer's trusted advisor for achieving their dreams. So I think you can just start out about how you got in the financial industry. Okay, well... Um, well, how he, you know, a little bit about himself. Yeah. You know, right. not just, <laughs> not go for the jugular. Let's <laughs> dive right in. Yeah. That's my motto. I, I, don't, I don't know if you want to dive too much into Tyler Lucas, but uh, give you just the the surface. You know, I I went to tech and uh, didn't really know what I was going to graduate with. I I had had a propensity for agricultural. Um, So I went with ag economics because I really wanted to be a farm credit loan officer. I saw those guys when I was growing up in East Texas and um, they seemed to know everybody in town and, and, and didn't have to uh, work around cattle, but were around cattle enough to not get smelly. So yeah. I kind of thought that was, that'd be a cool, cool gig and started really getting into the economics portion and, you know, uh, my economics classes and started figuring out that one of the biggest things that I really liked was how banks work and how money flowed through the economy. Um, not so much as a macro point of view, but from a micro point of view. So really just consumer to consumer transactions, how that eventually makes its way all the way around. Not so much when the government gets involved. Right. <laughs> um, so I really got to hone in on that. And I had a professor tell me, you really need to take a hard look at banking. And uh, I think that's where you, you would, you would excel. I, I still know his name. I'm actually friends with him on LinkedIn. I listen to his podcast uh, every day, so it's it's kind of a cool connection. But um, he kind of pushed me into it, and uh, I always like to look at the local bankers. And uh, I actually worked for a bank in Lubbock as a teller, making minimal wage, and mm-hmm. and and just wanted to get my feet into the industry, and and kind of worked from there. And we moved to Dallas, uh, me and my wife, and I was trying to get into credit. You know, I I knew the banking side knew the consumer, the, the retail side, but I really wanted to get into the, the credit side and uh, cut my teeth, uh, as they say, credit underwriting for automotive financing, floor plans. And uh, I did that for about four years, maybe five. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah. If you can read financial statements from a dealership, there's nothing that can scare you financial way. Uh, and right. You, you can find anything because they those guys like to move money around, you know, and uh, do it on a whim. So you really had to, uh, it was really detail oriented. And then I found my way back into commercial banking, community banking back in, in Frisco and just kind of worked my way up from credit analyst to, to portfolio manager. And I just never really thought I could break into that lender role because the sales portion, I just was not. I did not have a COI as they call call it. What's that? 
a, cir- a circle of influence is what they call it, or oh. center of influence <laughs> is where you can kind of go and the accounts follow you, I right? It was like a banking term. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have a lot of acronyms, but that's not one of them. But it, you know, it it is important for some bankers to have that, and uh, I didn't have it, and uh, I never really want. I wondered if I could ever break into that mold. Sure enough, my mentor back in DFW gave me the shot and believed in me and, and kind of helped me along and, and taught me the ropes. Then we is this moved. that same guy? No, this is a, a, a different lady. Yeah, this is um, this is uh, Rachel Weinman in, in, in Bancorp South and, and Cadence Bank in, in Salina, Texas. And, and she gave me a shot and, and uh, I kind of ran with it. So you're at South Star Bank in Dripping Springs, right? Yes, ma'am. Sure am. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do at South Star? Yeah, so I am a lender there at, at the 290 location, but uh, I'm more focused on commercial side. That's always been my, that's always been kind of where I've, I've looked at and, and, uh, and excelled at is commercial side of the banking, uh, not so much consumer. South Star does. Uh, Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. The difference between commercial and consumer? So commercial is more business. If you wanted to buy oh, a, a business business, business uh, property or or a line of credit, consumers more uh, residential mortgage portfolio uh, gotcha. loans. We do do, uh, do those a lot, but I'm more of the commercial base. Okay, that could be also for farmers, ranchers. Absolutely, you know, those yeah. are all businesses. Absolutely, so. yeah. We love ag exempt property. Yeah, Why send is that? us all that. If you get the ag exemption for the tax for taxes. I mean, I would love an ag-exempt piece Everybody of property, would. but why is that good for a bank? Uh, because it doesn't fill up our, 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 we have a certain bucket that we can't put it into. We can't just go out and have you finance land. If it does have an ag exemption, it goes into a separate bucket for us, a, a certain other type of collateral. And that way, that way we could put you in a, in a cool product. So is it true that you can't really finance land you have to pay for it cash no you can finance land you know we'd like to move where we can get some land Mm -hmm. and of course we've been looking at places that have a little structure on it because then you can get a traditional mortgage because we assume that if you buy just land the interest rate's much higher is that kind of a true statement or not necessarily not necessarily no depends on a lot of things, um, the value of the land, uh, where you're where you're buying it at, especially around here. Of course, the appraisals gone up, appraisal values have gone up. But if you, I mean, if you're talking about West Texas or something like that, there, there's not really much difference. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I think having a structure that's obviously livable, yeah. maybe a little bit more attractive, if you will. Yeah, to absolutely. Find it just because someone could live in there. Yeah. You know, if you're buying that, you can occupy those premises or you mm-hmm. could have a renter so there's maybe less risk involved there's income coming yeah. from that property yeah yeah so that's what you would look at it as if there is a structure on the property then and if it's not going to be your primary residence then you can at least get income from that property which obviously helps you but if it's just land there's not really any income coming from the property other than holding it what if you dropped a modular home on it you could definitely drop a modular home on it. That's that's totally Before fine. Before or after you get the loan. Uh, you, you could do it either way. It's your property, right? Uh, you could do it. I mean, if you had an ag exemption, though, I would I would stay away from putting modular home on it. Oh, really? Why? Yeah, it's just it would it would probably take away from the ag exemption. Oh. 
They're going to hit you up when you do that. Yeah, exactly. The IRS will take a look, take a look at you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. I so this is so not my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. So I kind of feel like a lot of people around here will want to buy a piece of land, right? Yeah. And so, what's the best way for people to be able to buy land? The best way is probably, you know, if you if you do have percentage down, you. You want to take a look at where you're at because, again, like I said, the appraisal values have gone up. So the value of the land is going to go up. If, if it is a ranch land property, you know, make sure that, it, you know, it has, it's either in two different areas. It's either improved or not improved. So if it's improved, it's got utilities running to it, things like that. If it's not improved, it doesn't have any, any utilities running towards it. And so it's really just raw land. And that's probably what most people would like to do is because they would be able to do anything on it and, and there's no restrictions. If it's improved, that means the city's already got utilities gone into it. And th- that property may be a little bit more valuable just because there are utilities and it can be done. It can be turned into to, to a multitude of things. It could be use of house development or things like that. Number one thing I would say is always talk to your banker if you're, if you're interested in a property. There's things that we can we can look at. You, you really want to get a realtor, a good realtor that 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 knows the area that you're looking at. What you're what are you going to use it for? If you're going to use it for hunting or you're going to use it for just a ranch land, just a place to go get away, you know, that those kind of things you the banker needs to know just so that we can kind of form it and, and fit it to your financial needs. It's interesting. Are there any types of loans where you can buy land knowing that and within a certain period of time, there will be a structure on there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can always do an acquisition loan uh, to buy that piece of property and then and then develop on it. On Is that with a stipulation that you have to do that in a period of time? A or? period of time, yeah. Typically, we, we like to see them at 12 months, but... You know, construction-wise, we know things don't get well, you around. You know, you can't find months. construction, folks. <laughs> exactly. You know, so we know the delays in construction have, have been going on. That's a lot of what the banking industry has seen is that construction loans uh, that we made back in, in, in 2020 and 2021 during the boom when everybody was buying land and, and building, those have, have taken a long time because of materials and things like that. I always tell my customers, like, if you're planning on 12 months, plan for 18. So I always do an 18-month maturity just because I know those things. You don't want to come around 12 months and, like, nothing's really been done to the project uh, just because it's been slow. Oh, and it could be longer. I mean, the yeah. last home we built was also in a subdivision, mm-hmm. and it took us about a year, a year and two um, months or so. Two year years. and a half. Yeah. yeah. It took a while, and it wasn't a very big house. You know, everything was there, all the utilities, and mm-hmm. all you have to do is just go ahead and plop a house. And then once it starts, it really it really gains steam, right? And it's, it's like it's hit stages. And once you get past stage two, which is, like, really the foundation and the, and the frame, everything else just kind of falls into place really quickly. So a lot of the listeners, including myself, were all interested in purchasing land. And there's a lot of information or maybe misinformation about ag exemption, wildlife exemption, how that could help you obtaining a loan. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So ag exemptions are great for loans. Uh, We always like those for our customers because they are tax exemptions that are easily attained here in Texas, you know, for, for ag exemption, it could be easy as, as owning a couple of pigs or a couple of cows or donkeys on a, on land for a wildlife exemption. That's a little bit more like a wildlife, like deer hunting 
uh, th- those people get the wildlife exemption. But those are, those are fantastic avenues to explore when you're looking for land. And it's as easy as looking at what is available and what you can actually get approved through uh, your wildlife or your ag departments in, in the state or in the city, in the county that you live in. A lot of times it can, like I said, it could just be a couple cows. It could be a couple donkeys like uh, we have at the ranch. So it sounds like you can finance that kind of property mm-hmm. and still live on this property and enjoy it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Right. Yeah, you definitely could still live at that property. For your customers, what is the difference in the process that they would go through with you as opposed to a traditional bank? Because it sounds to me as though your bank understands a little bit more in depth, you know, property, ranches, whereas the average banker I don't really think is that much aware of it. Yeah. Can you tell us more about the process and just kind of what makes you different? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh that's, that's a great question. And uh, one I like to answer in two parts, like South Star Bank, we pride ourselves on being a community bank. Um, you're not going to go to Chase Bank to have your T-Ball team sponsored. You're going to go to South Star Bank. And we, we take great pride in that and doing things for that for the, for the community. Selling, selling founder tickets, Founders Day tickets. Chase Bank did not do that. Bank of America did not do that. South Star did. So people would come to, we're, we're deeply involved in the community. I like to say, my tellers, my personal bankers, they know everybody's name that comes in and um, we'll call you by your name after the transaction. And if they don't know you, trust me, they'll know you next time you come in. They're fantastic. And we, we take great pride in doing that with our customers. You're not just another number. You, you are a name and we value you. And we're definitely not going to, you know, I, I think people get the wrong impression of bankers is, you know, we're kind of like weasels, but we're not, <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're good. We're really good people. And, and, and we, we try to do everything to earn your business. But at the end of the day, we really want to see y'all, y'all's businesses succeed because that makes our community better. And we always try to be stewards of the community. Second part of that is what individually sets me apart is I always started out ever since I was a teller back in, in Lubbock. I noticed how, like, with my friends, my friend group, banking was scary to them. Like, walking into the bank and and filling out a deposit slip and going up to the teller, it was scary. And these are people that were doing, you know, going to different bars on Friday night. They had no reason to go to. And here they are (laughs) going going to a bank, and it's scary, you know. And uh, I always took it upon myself to, to not make banking scary. You know, because it can be, it can be intimidating if you don't know what you're doing. And if you walk into a bank, it does seem kind of intimidating. But we hope to to, to change that um, going forward is, is, is making it not scary. If you have any kind of question, I mean, I've helped people fill out personal financial statements before, separate their assets from liabilities, didn't ask for a loan, didn't get a bank account set up, but I helped that person figure out something that was going to be a life skill for them. And I, I love doing that. I, I truly do. That's nice. And that, that's just something that sets us apart is, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come up and say, well, I could do that for that interest rate. I'm really going to take in your situation, look at it and see if it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm a quick, quick yes or no guy. I don't want to waste anybody's time. I want to give you your yes, we can do that. Or no, we can't do that right now, but here's what we can't do, you know, and, and because that's what you're waiting for. I think if you can go into a financial institution and forget that you're in a bank, 
Yeah, exactly. it's a good sign. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I could tell you, I've been in South Star Bank, and I wanted to just like kick off my shoes and sit <laughs> on the couch and drink a cup of coffee. It looks so homey and yeah. comfortable. I don't know why anyone would feel intimidated in there. Yeah, right. right? That, that branch is awesome. We got couches. It's so beautiful. And, yeah, I'm but, like, man, I should decorate my house like this. Yeah, you, you come in and hang out. That's what we, you know, we like. We like being a place where where I did. The I went and come. had a cup of coffee. Yeah, where the <laughs> where the where the uh, community come and and spend some time and and you know what, do some baking business on the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tyler, I have a question. What is the difference between a community bank? And a credit union. So credit union, we both are supervised by the FDIC. They have some regulations that are different than us. We're a little bit more staunch on financial reporting, what documents we do gather, the Bank Secrecy Act, the CRA, the Community Reinvolvement Act, those uh, Reinvestment Act, those kind of things, they're put upon us. Uh, so we're a little bit of a premium product compared to a credit union. However, at the, at the end of the day, the credit union is great at, at doing car loans and and being there for the community as well as a as a secondary source of uh, savings institution. What's the one thing with your job you think that you're most passionate about? I'm actually one loan officer in the South region that that does the SBA. So, and I'm one of those people. I I love doing that because that is something you're 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 there with an idea. Someone's got an idea, and you're trying to manifest it and you're trying everyone needs capital when they're when they're starting out and you, you you're looking at these businesses it's almost like kind of like shark tank where you're, you're <laughs> like you're getting these pitches on these on these businesses and you're like yeah that actually might work and and you're trying to fit a product that will help them and you see their eyes light up that like what i've been thinking about and dreaming about day and night is something that could potentially come true and that to me is is huge and you get to be a part of that coming You get true. to be a part of it. And and it's so cool to see That's somebody cool. see somebody get so excited and especially when they're telling me about it because they're so passionate about it. And and that's something that I've always liked because you know, that's what we should do as a community bank. Mm-hmm. We should be looking at the small businesses. We should be helping them, you know. They're part of our community and they're an important part of our community. And if we show that, then you know, good things will happen. Do you guys have special business loans for local business owners? Absolutely. You know, we'll steer them to the SBA, obviously, because it's a great product. We are a PLP, so a preferred lender partner with the SBA. So the SBA finally just said, hey, these guys know what they're doing. Instead of going through the um, six to seven week turnaround on these SBA loans that are helping these businesses, we actually get to turn them around in three weeks because the SBA trusts us that we know what we're doing and we're, we're getting the proper paperwork and we're doing the right things. So that's always great. So we always like to tell them about that product, but we'll help any kind of, any kind of business. I mean, if you're wanting to get a warehouse for uh, expansion, if you're wanting to buy a piece of land and then eventually build your business upon it, that's, that's something we do as well. If you're wanting to buy a vacation rental, I mean, definitely in Dripping Springs, it's mm-hmm. the wedding capital of Texas. So people are always trying to find rental properties to help. And so they purchase a rental property. If you want to do that, we can do that as well. I think it's really neat because you don't necessarily know what's available or maybe what you can get until you know what's available. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times you have some grandiose ideas, but you don't know, oh, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if I can get a loan for that or not. Yeah. How is that going to work? Or maybe you got denied at a, uh, at a big bank mm-hmm. and 
they could just pick up the phone and call you and yeah. say, Hey, you know, I have that idea. And you could very quickly say, Hey, no, this is not within reality. You know, yeah. Snap out yeah. of it, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, Oh, great. I'm glad that now I know I can't really go that route, but I can go another route. Mm-hmm. And that really gives you a realistic expectation of what it is that you can get. Absolutely. And I always offer, I mean, we have schedule buttons or tips for our, uh, on our website that you can book me for a meeting for 30 minutes or an hour, however long it takes, you know, however long you need to just talk and, and see, is this something, what would we do if, you know, stuff like that. What a great service. People need to know about that. Yeah, I love, I absolutely love that. You can go on our website. You have to go to About Us, Loan Officer Search, and the Southwest Austin location. You'll see my ugly mug, and you'll just click there and visit my website, and you can schedule a meeting with me. <laughs> and that ugly mug says Tyler Lucas. Tyler Lucas. Just don't, just don't look at the, the picture. It's okay. Uh, just, yeah, you know, read about me. Which, now which I have is, to go look. Yeah, you can, you can read about me, about uh, the best things about my life, or, or my wife and my kids, and yeah, my Red Raiders. <laughs> so Tyler, if you could mention two things for a for a commercial loan or, or, yeah. or a loan. I, I think right now is kind of a weird time, right? Uh, we don't know what's coming up. Interest rates have, have spiked and the Fed doesn't seem to want to let loose a little bit, right? I would say, I'll, I'll go back to one of my boss's favorite things is marry the house and then date the rate, which is make sure that you don't fall in love with the rate. You're, 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 the interest rate is going to be the interest rate but we can always refinance it later. Mm. So if you, if you have this vision, if you have this building that you want to buy and you've got the cash, we'll make it work. Uh, the interest rate is going to be what it's going to be, but nothing could stop you from doing what you want to do. And then right now, if you can buy, it's a great time. It really is. The property's values are starting to kind of settle down a little bit. Interest rates, I'm hoping, have peaked. So eventually we're going to be on the other side of this in three years. And, and do you want to get that property now or do you want to wait three years when it's gone? So I, I would say just make sure that you, you marry the house or marry the property and take a look at the interest rate when, when it comes time. Um, another tip would be for me, being able to present and, and prove and give your tax returns, like three years tax returns, because what I like to do is I, I like to take your request, kind of do a quick cash flow analysis to make sure that it even makes sense. Like, hey, this makes sense or, or in the cash flow, right? If you could present those tax returns to me as easy as possible. And I mean, I'm telling you, I can, I can move as fast as you want to move. I'm just one of those people that I'm a, I'm a quick yes or no. Yeah, get your ducks in a row now while you can. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's always easier to get uh, asked for information on the front end, right? When they're... When people want money, but then like in the at when it when it gets to median stages, it's like pulling teeth. And I get it. It it's a lot of information. A lot of times we have to do it because of regulatory requirements, and a lot of times we have to do it to adhere to our own loan loan policy. So, and that that's 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 the business of doing it with a small community bank. But at the end of the day, we know you. We we believe in you, and it's going to be a payoff when you work with us. Wonderful. Yeah. So Tyler Lucas with South Star Bank, and the best way to reach him is tyler.lucas at southstarbank.com or call at 512-288-3322. We really appreciate you coming in and sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe to this series wherever you download podcasts, subscribe, and review. You can also visit our website at hillcountrypodcastatx.com. This is Izzy Zuella of Hill Country Business. Hill Country Business.